This is the Member Maker Podcast presented by Memberspace. Each episode, we'll be interviewing entrepreneurs focused on building an audience and growing their membership business. Our guest today is Dynasty Hunt, founder of Tuesdays at Nine, a leadership and HR coaching platform tailored towards CEOs and entrepreneurs trying to grow their business. Hi, Dynasty. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So why don't you give us a quick summary of your business and what you do? Sure. So Tuesdays at 9 is a leadership and HR coaching platform that is tailored towards CEOs and entrepreneurs who are growing from being a solopreneur to building a team. And how do we help you develop systems and strategies for developing yourself as a leader and also building your HR side of the house? Okay. And how did you kind of come up with this initial idea? Really great question. So I've worked in the HR and talent space for a pretty long time now, and over the years have worked with um, individual and companies who have really been focused on, wow, we see a really big gap in terms of as we continue to grow, we're realizing two things. One, that we're not prepared as leaders to really manage individuals. We understand what to do from a business standpoint and how we want to sell and grow the business, but not necessarily how to lead and retain talent. And the other piece is most startup organizations aren't investing in HR teams and strategies and systems until well beyond employee 50. And by then, they're realizing, wow, maybe it's something we should have invested in earlier. So I thought, why not bring those two things to the forefront, be proactive with folks and be a partner and resource for organizations who are trying to grow and scale? So what kind of issues are people running into that they're like, oh, shoot, I should have had uh, HR in place before this? Really great question. Everything from hiring, I realizing that I thought I knew how to hire folks, but I have no idea exactly what I'm looking for in individuals, to, wow, we said that we wanted to make sure that we had a certain system for how we develop employees, but are realizing we don't have a strategy, we don't have systems in place, but yet we have started doing things that are not something that we want to have related to our mission. So for example, you know, we hire 50 people and we give them all different compensation plans and employee 51 is like, what's your compensation strategy? And is it fair and equitable across the team? And then the leadership team is going, hmm, we've never thought about that. We were just so busy hiring and moving forward that we never thought about a strategy. And now we need one and we really need one yesterday. Right. I guess that's kind of tough because it's like, Okay, yeah, it's, it, it, you can see in theory how that could be a problem, but until like you you feel it, it might be harder to plan for something like that or make it a priority. Exactly. So my job and my organization is focused on instead of waiting until you feel it and then it's so urgent that you're like, we need to do something yesterday, how do we make sure that you're proactive about it and taking measurable steps along the way? So when you get to employee 51, when you're at employee 20 even, you've already got those systems in place. Because ultimately, the goal is, is that I want there to be an incredible amount of innovative organizations that people really love to work for. And that honestly starts at employee number one that you hire and not necessarily at employee 51. So what's your uh, professional background that, that made you get into this? 
Mm-hmm. Great question. Uh, so I started off as a recruiter uh, for a small college, and then afterwards took my work to doing human resources and led human resources teams in the for-profit side and the nonprofit side. So I've sort of straddled the fence and worked in both sectors, and through each role have come into the position where I was not only doing the HR, but also coaching leaders across the organization and coaching CEOs, because in each organization I've been in, the organization has been growing, has been scaling and trying to figure out, wow, what's the next step for us and how do we scale and how do we retain folks while we're scaling? So I've been in a position, I've been able to both like lead the HR team and lead the business of building HR teams, as well as building leaders simultaneously, which has been really fun, but a lot of the work intersects, which is why the work that I'm doing now is also about intersecting the two together and not keeping them separate. Right. So maybe give us a little bit more background. So what, what is it What is it that your business is actually selling? Like what, what, what would somebody actually be purchasing from you? Absolutely. So there's three different things that someone can purchase from the team here. One of them is courses. So individual courses that you can take where you can jump into a course on anything from how to give and receive feedback, how to hire your first hire um, effectively, how to build your HR team, how to build an employee handbook for the first time. So those are individual courses that someone could say, hey, I just need some time to grab a course. That's my first piece. The main position of our organization is all around membership uh, sites. So what we're doing is building a membership community. And the membership community is really built on, there's lots of individuals that I have seen over the years who take a course and they take that course, but then how do I apply it? How do I use it? If I need to go back to the individual trainer and go, hey, the strategies that you gave me are sort of working for my team, but I need a little bit more and I need some one-to-one guidance. How do I get that guidance? That's where the membership community comes in, where it's all around small group community coaching, where individuals are put into a membership forum, if you were a membership group, where they sign up for a membership program and each month they're able to get both the leadership and HR trainings that I just talked about, as well as actual small group live coaching for myself that helps them to take those things that they learned, that they heard, they listened to, that they read about and watched through a course and actually tangibly apply them to everyday work that they're doing in their organization. Right. So it, it's like a supplement to, to the course side of things. It is. It's basically what I see and what I've seen over the years is you've got two different ways that people are like, okay, I need to know how to be a better leader or I need to build an HR team. I'm either going to do that by going and trying to take a course, like a one day or a two day course. And what happens is they take that course, but then they're left with, all right, now I'm trying to put things in place and I need someone to be able to give me guidance about what's next. On the other end, you have individuals who are like, I'm just going to go out and find a leadership coach or an executive coach who can walk me through things. Things. But a lot of times that coach is more sitting back and saying, tell me what you want to talk about. Give me gui- give you gu- some guidance on what you need to do next. But there aren't a lot of resources tied with that. I've seen that gap and thought, okay, the way to fill that gap is let's make sure that on the training side, folks have a chance to talk to someone live who can coach them through what's next. And on the coaching side, they actually have real tangible courses and resources that are tied to their coaching so that they can use both and see both at the exact same time. Right. So just so I can understand the business model fully, there's the courses and there's the membership uh, 
the community side of things. It, it sounds like the the community membership side of things is supplementary to the courses, but can someone just jump right into the, into the membership community without taking the course or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, but it, it sounds like you get the most value from both things. If you, if you do both things, cause they, they kind of uh, overlap a bit, I would imagine. Right. So essentially, instead of getting just like taking an individual course where it's an online course, you're watching videos, you're watching the trainings, which there's some value from that through the membership community, you're actually getting live coaching along with the course to go along with it. Right. So how how did you come up with that as the business model? Why did you decide on, on both? Why not one or the other to begin with? Yeah, great question. Um, so because I've led trainings for organizations and individuals across the years, and because I've done coaching for individuals across the years, um, I have found that there's a gap just in terms of the learning and then the applied learning. And what I mean by that is individuals have different ways of learning um, information and then being able to apply it. But what it really boils down to is at the very end of the day, you learn something, you want to be able to apply it, you want to be able to use it, and you actually want to be able to see it move the needle. And what I've been finding is I've been coaching individuals is as I coach individuals, people are like, is there a course on that? Can you give me a training on this theoretical thing that we're talking about that I can go and look at and have some practice with and then come back to you and talk about? And it's like, great, yes, go sign up for this course or go out and see this individual to go take this course, or you can come take a training with me at some point later on. And then for individuals who come and take a training class with me, the question is always, great, now that I've taken the training course, I really need more one-to-one support. Can you be a coach? Can you be a guider for me? Can I call you and have like monthly conversations where we can sit down and talk about how I'm actually going to put what I've learned through a course with you into practice? And I thought I'm doing both and people are asking for one or the other, depending on what I'm offering them. So why not merge the two together? So they get both at the same time and they get the value of the training and the coaching each month. Right. That's smart. I mean, what do we always tell people is listen to what your actual audience is telling you, right? Don't just guess at what you want to provide them or what what kind of solutions they're looking for. You need to hear them actually say it over and over again. And once you start hearing those patterns, that's how you can come up with with the business model and what to actually sell people. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you say that because for a long time, I was very much like, I'm just going to do the coaching or I'm just going to offer courses for folks. And I kept going back to you. But at the very end of the day, people are asking me for one or the other once they have one side of it. And I'm realizing and I've realized that it makes sense to bring both together. And it makes sense to bring them together in a way that's also around the membership community. So this goes into the piece of, I've had a few folks ask me, you know, it's interesting that you have folks who want to be coach and then you have folks who want the development courses, could you just do one-to-one training um, in, co- in coaching with individuals? And what I'm learning and learning through clients as well as individuals who are wanting to start to work with me very soon here is that there's this third element and this third piece, which is they're also looking for community because leadership can be very lonely at times, particularly if you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, and you're moving into a place where you're now building your own team and trying to scale and grow your business. There aren't a lot of times where you have a chance to connect with others who are in the same places, going through some of the same things that you're going through in terms of growth and particularly in terms of people 
people development and growth? And how do you have other voices besides just your coach to say like, hey, I went through that same scenario. Dynasty coached me through this. This is what I tried. You should try this too. Uh, and so that is where the membership community really came into play. It's like, we want you to have training. I want you to have the one-to-one -one coaching, but I also want you to know that you're not alone in this and you've got other individuals that you can learn from, hear from, and connect with who are in the same place that you are as a leader. Makes a lot of sense. So let's shift to, to you uh, telling me a little bit more about your audience that you've built up. How, how did you build it? Uh, what's been working? What hasn't been working? That kind of thing. Uh, so for me, I really built my audience through Instagram. Uh, that has been what I would say is my accidental platform. You know, I really started using Instagram for my own sort of personal connection to folks and started really starting to share stories, stories about individuals that I uh, was working with as coaching clients and what we had been learning, what I've been learning from coaching them, starting to share trainings that I had been leading and more and more folks were asking for, hey, can you put this into a course? Can I work with you as a coach? Wait, when's the next time you're offering this? I'd love to get involved with that. And so that is where I really have built my audience from. I will say that I am now working on continuing to extend that audience build into LinkedIn um, because I have a ton of connections through there just people who've reached out to me through LinkedIn just through my profile and the work that I've done over the years with various organizations and more individuals are reaching out through there and saying, hey, I heard that you're doing something through like coaching and training. And I heard that's more on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram, but I want that same connection. Can you share more? I'd love to hear more about some of the blogs you're writing and some of the things that you're sharing that are resources that could be helpful for me. So continuing to expand that. Uh, but for me, I really focused on once I realized that I had an audience on Instagram and people wanted more information, it was important for me to build build there versus trying to build on 20 different platforms and to make it work for all individuals. And I've seen some folks who've been able to do a really great job with, I can build on Facebook and Instagram and through my blog and all these other things. For me, I felt like I want to really build through one platform, build it well, build the audience well. And I feel like I have seen the effects from that in a positive way. Yeah, that's another thing we've heard from people that have been successful is to kind of focus on one platform, at least in the beginning, and really, really do it well, right? Dial it in and, and learn because each platform, each marketing channel really has all of it has its own nuances and, and, and things to learn. So and there's to, to you don't want to go shallow in a bunch of them, right? It's better to go deep in one and really figure out figure out how to resonate and build a following, I think. Right. And it's also fascinating. I mean, if you if I think about where people are finding me or where I used to go find individuals when I was looking for coaching or leadership training, I typically would go to Google and search Google and say, okay, Google, tell me where I could find a coach. Tell me where I could find a leadership training on a particular topic. And then you get all these different researches and you're not really sure what's vetted or not. I am amazed by how many folks are really using the power of hashtags on Instagram and are really going on Instagram and typing in leadership coaching or leadership coach or leadership development. And a lot of my audience and my clients have found me just through typing in that because they're looking for that. And so they're using Instagram and the same search functionality as they're using Google. And I think a lot of times folks are missing that there's the power in that as well. Good point. Good point. We're, for Instagram though, also just to dive deeper, are were you literally just posting various uh, helpful snippets or links to your blog posts or whatever? Or were you also actively engaging with like influencers or other people? 
Great question. I really started off uh, with sharing various statistics, various information points, but I also shared a lot of my own personal story, which I think has been helpful for folks, uh, because I think what a lot of people miss is that, yes, I am a coach. Yes, I am someone who's also building trainings and helping you with both sides of the house, but I'm an entrepreneur myself. I have teams and have built and led teams myself. So I also sit in the shoes of the folks that I'm coaching and training on this, I've experienced the exact same things that the individuals that I'm working with now have. And so a lot of it came through sharing my own personal stories, building connections through that. And now I'm in a place now where I'm connected with others who are also working in the same work that I am, who are doing similar things or trying to do similar things and reach out to folks through development, through leadership development that way. But it really started with sharing my own experiences, my own results, and my own key learnings and ahas and how I was able to take those and utilize those to help someone grow and get better. So I come from a place of I've been there, I've sat in your shoes. I've made some of these mistakes that I'm trying to stop you from making. So I can tell you from a place of true, like realness. Yeah. The uh, authenticity, right? That, that's really, I mean, it, it's silly to say that it, that's big now, <laughs> but it, 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 right. it, it, uh, it does seem to be a thing that at least marketing of the past maybe was, wasn't as authentic, right? It was a bit more commercial and just, you know, buy my thing, buy my thing. And now it's, it's becoming more of, you know, Tell, tell a story and, and be yourself and, and, you know, the good and the bad. And, and people resonate with that more than someone just pretending to be amazing or, or telling you everything that you should do. Absolutely. And I think it's helped me with all of the clients that I've worked with because the clients, back to your point around authenticity, are saying, this is so authentic. This is so real. But it also feels good to know that like you've sat in the shoes that I'm sitting in now. You've seen it. You observed it. You've experienced it. So you're not just saying this from a place of, I read this book and I went to you know, this training and all of those things are great, right? Like that is not to discredit that you shouldn't be as an entrepreneur or business owner learning and reading and coaching and taking trainings. I do all of those things. I'm a sponge. I'm equally learning as much as I am wanting to share from an authentic place. But I think there's something really real with any of my coaching clients or in my trainings when I can say, look, I tried X technique and let me tell you what happened and how it was really great. Or let me tell you how I failed and I'm going to be really honest about it. And if you want to try it and it works for you, fantastic. But let me just tell you, I have failed at it and I've watched other people fail at it. So I can truly tell you, here's how I would tweak it and here's why I'm teaching it to you in the way that I am. So what what have you tried as far as building an audience? What have you tried that maybe hasn't worked as well? I will say, and this goes, this goes, this this uh, thing around authenticity. I have really tried, and this has been on Facebook, on Instagram a little bit, and tried to do it a little bit on LinkedIn. Um, this idea of trying to share just a bit more of the stats, and what I mean by that is, twenty five percent of individuals who are leading have never actually received any sort of leadership training, and in surveys, I felt like they don't know what they're doing. People are like, okay, but none of that has resonated for folks. And I thought like, if I give you statistics, if I give you real life data, then that is going to be like 
oh, that's going to make a difference for me. That's going to be how I'm going to pay attention to what you're saying. This is how I'm going to be engaged in what you're saying. And for me, at least, that hasn't worked well. It's been all around, like, let me tell you the stories that are around that statistics. Let me tell you true life stories that I've experienced or that I've seen or that I've worked through with individuals around that versus just the numbers that matters. Uh, Because I do think there's something around it can be painful to grow as a leader, but it also can be painful sometimes to admit as leaders that we don't have it all together. You know, we're at the top, we're leading, we're supposed to know it all. And sometimes that can be hard to grapple with and admit. And I've seen that through a lot of my coaching clients where they're working through that. And so a statistic doesn't reach them because it's like, I read that number and for clients have come back to me and said like, I read that number and that didn't resonate for me because I didn't feel like I was in that bucket. But when you told certain stories and I was like, oh yeah, actually that is me. I am in that bucket and now I need to pay attention. Right. I think it's all part of that, that authenticity theme of, you know, be, being a little vulnerable sometimes that that's okay. Correct. All right. So that all sounds good. I think that's all really good insights. So let's just shift to talking about your, your pricing a little bit. So how much does it cost for someone to take your course and, and what is the cost to join the membership community? So uh, any of my courses are eight week long courses and the cost for that is $5.97. And then for the membership community is priced, there's two different pricing models. So the first is $97 and that is for one training once a month and for one small group session once a month. And that small group session is cut to eight to 10 people. So once we get to a max of 10 people, then I just create another small group. Um, But that's if you're okay with wanting to build the community, you're comfortable with other people in your coaching session, wanting to hear from them, learn from them, and being coached at the same time on the particular topic for the month that we're diving into. 297 is if you're someone who's like, I really need Dynasty one-to-one, and I need that one-to-one coaching aspect. I need to dig a little bit deeper. I need some additional support. So 297 gets you, again, the leadership training course and the topic that we're ta- focused on for that month, but then a one-to-one coaching session with myself that you would engage in. And that's per month? Yes. Okay. And so that's for the course, you said that was 597 597 for eight weeks. For eight weeks, right. So where, where did that number come from? So yeah, so great question. A lot of research on what made sense in terms of pricing. I've seen a lot of different courses out there um, at a lot of different prices in terms of where people are pricing courses. What I really found um, and what I realized is that a lot of individuals are paying a little bit less for a course, but what they're not getting is the through line of consistent topics. So throughout that eight weeks, we're going through a consistent eight topics. There is still some two options, like two sessions within the eight weeks where you can do live office hours, which are mini coaching sessions. They're not the same as the connecting piece of the membership program that you get. But I felt like from a pricing standpoint, I wanted to make it something that was affordable. I wanted to make it something that was reasonable to leaders that are out there that want to be a part of this. And I also wanted it to make it something where people can feel like I am paying something that's of value. And so it's a little bit more than the normal price. 
price, but then it's not as much as if I went to a one day training on site, most of those trainings are going to run you anywhere from a thousand to $2,000. And again, recognizing that my audience are individuals who are solopreneurs moving into now growing their businesses that I wanted them to be able to make some investment, but not break the bank for it. Right. So was part of that calculation also how much money you would need to generate to make your business, you know, profitable and sustainable? Yes. Okay. So have you have you like played around or experimented with that price or has it always been 597? Um, I haven't experimented around with it just yet. I've been thinking about doing so and figuring out does it make sense to keep it there? Would it make sense to raise it more? I think it just really depends on right now my focus is a bit more on the membership community and the membership pricing. So for now I'm leaving that course there and leaving the pricing there. And then my goal is later this year to try to start to think about like how do I research this or figure out is that the right pricing? Or could it go up a little bit? Could it go down a little bit? I haven't quite figured out my strategy around that yet, to be totally honest. No, that's fine. So I guess one last question on that, though. Have you, the feedback you've gotten from people that have signed up for it, have you, have you heard a lot of people, you know, either one, complain about the price, be like, oh, it's a little expensive or it's really expensive? Or have you heard more on the side of, oh, this is a good deal or this is very affordable? Have you heard either of those types of feedback? Great question. I've actually heard that they would pay more, but I, but they would pay more for me <laughs> leading the course. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So let, let's shift to the the membership uh, side of things. So it was two ninety seven. Is is the is the second option? The first option was was one ninety seven. Did I hear that right? It's ninety seven. Sorry, ninety seven. Okay. Um, and that, both of those are per month. And again, it, it, where where did those numbers come from? Yeah, really great question. So this one was harder to price. Uh, only be, well, two things why it was harder to price. One, because I've seen a lot of membership sites out there and I've done a ton of research on these and I was trying to figure out, wow, what's the pricing look like? And to be frank with you, a lot of membership sites that I saw really focused on a price point that was less. So seeing sites that were doing it for 39 or 49 or 59, uh, and what I really went back to was, what am I offering? And for me in the membership community that I've put together, it really was about the fact that through the 97 and the 297, you're actually getting live coaching and it is more tailored. So in lots of membership communities that I see, I'm seeing pricing points where you're getting the live training, you're getting like the slides and someone's running through a video, but there's a lot more people on any sort of video call that you might be a part of once a month. So you're seeing individuals where it could be anywhere from like 50 individuals to 100 individuals on a call, which I think works. Like I'm a part of a couple of membership communities and it really works for me, but it just means that I'm not getting as much one-to-one time, either through a small group community that I can learn from or one-to-one from folks. And so I wanted to make it something where you're paying a little bit more because you are getting a bit more intimate coaching with me, whether that be small group or one-to-one. The other piece to that is being blunt about the coaching and the executive coaching community. You know, for individuals that I work with and that I coach, I charge anywhere from a hundred to two hundred dollars an hour. And that's the going rate for a coach. And so the fact of the matter is to be able to give someone an option where it's like for 297, you're getting me once a month, plus you still get 
the leadership training course to me is a still, um, but it's a still that I can still generate income from that I'm comfortable with, but also wanting to make it accessible for individuals to have a coach. I have seen a lot of I won't say stigma, but a lot of individuals have a misconception conception about leadership coaching or executive coaching in that you have to be at a certain salary level. You have to be at a certain establishment point in your career where you are as a CEO or leader, or you just have to have led for 10 to 20 years to have an executive coach. And I'm really pushing against that model and pushing against the idea that someone can't have a coach earlier, because I actually think the earlier you have a coach on your career, the earlier you form really great leadership habits and principles that allow for you to be successful long-term versus waiting until you're 10 to 20 years in, you've been doing the same things that aren't working for you as a leader. And now we're having to go in and break habits. Right. And I I mean, I like the idea of trying to go a little bit more up market, like you're saying, and be a bit more of a premium offering. And and the way you justify that is by providing more value as opposed to being scared to charge too much. um, And and then, you know, getting maybe or attracting not not the greatest customers is what we find is the lower, lower the price point. Generally, the types of customers you get, the quality drops too. Right. And, and again, I think, you know, each pricing model is different. And I really struggle with this uh, coming into this because I knew that both 97 and 297, both of those price points, if you look across the board at some other membership communities I've seen, it's like, wow, people kind of pause at that. But as I started testing that with individuals um, who I've worked with already and some who are wanting to work with me, they were like, oh, when I really think about it, though, if I was going to go out and do a leadership training course, I would actually pay more for the individual course that you were talking about before. But now you're telling me you're going to give me a topic a month that you're going to train me on and I'm going to get small group coaching. That's wonderful that I get that community and those connection pieces. And then for those who are doing one-to-one coaching, they're like, I was expecting to pay $200 for you for just a one-to-one session in general. So now I get a one-to-one coaching session and I get training. That's great. Can my whole team be a part of the membership community? Uh, so that's you know where I'm thinking about too, what happens if an entire leadership team is like everyone wants to join the membership community and have coaching? What does that look like? Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. The idea of anchoring uh, your price to, to something else like, whoa, well, my hourly rate's $200 and you're getting that plus all this stuff. So it, just making it a no brainer when, when people do the math is always a smart move because people are always looking for something to compare things to, right? So if you just see a number in isolation, that, that's different than seeing the number in isolation. And then you also see something to compare it to like, oh, normally this would cost blah, 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 if you added all these things together, but I'm giving it to you for this price. That alone, even though it's the same number as if you were to show it in isolation, it'll it'll feel different to people because you're seeing, you're comparing it to things. Right. That makes total sense. And that that was my hope. <laughs> yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, Dynasty. Well, why don't we wrap up here? If you could let folks know uh, how they can get in touch with you or learn more about your services. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Dynasty Hunt, D-Y-N-A-S-T-I-H-U-N-T, or on my website at www.tuesdaysat9.com. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you. The Member Maker Podcast has been brought to you by Memberspace, the software that helps you turn your audience into a membership business. You can learn more by visiting memberspace.com.